0: In light of recent events regarding the U.S. Supreme Court, we would like to bring awareness that we stand with women's right, with a woman's right to choose, and the fact that you cannot ban abortions, you can only ban safe abortions.
1: Tennessee, there is a trigger law that has been in place for a long time in preparation for the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. And it means in 30 days, all abortions will become illegal without exceptions for the R word or incest. Um, and so there are several funds and charities um, which will uh, compensate people to tr- for travel and, or for travel expenses to go to uh, safe havens where they can receive abortions 30 days from now. Um, And I encourage people seeking abortions to go to those uh, resources um, if they need an abortion and um, to be careful in Tennessee because uh, reproductive rights are under attack. The decision today undid 50 years of progress and we unequivocally support a woman's right to choose and are not interested in viewers that disagree with us on this point.
2: Football
3: is life! Welcome everybody to episode 18 of football is life. It's got 18 episodes, that's pretty cool it's pretty impressive uh i'm ethan i'm here with matt what's up i'm here with nat yo i know school is not happening right now but we're all every nominated for this show because we're all pretty good at our jobs um and you know what next year the Evi win is incoming so stay tuned for that The, the
0: show only can get better
3: exactly it can only get better um which just means more Evie nominations and more Evie wins for us. Um, and on that note, let's get into the to the previous week of of, of football here in the Americas.
0: Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get right into everything. I think we have to start uh, um, with uh, a long streak coming to an end. I don't know if we uh,
3: start with this.
0: Uh, I think we do because uh
3: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, now Matt can't bring it up anymore um, but uh so so matt uh, would you like to go over uh what oh, does that's streak, streak.
3: that's
0: what's, streak. what streak I'm talking about
1: uh, yeah, so Nashville came off a pretty good run of form, headed into the uh, international break um and a pretty good run of form at home over the past uh, year and a bit. Um, And we lost our streak at home. But one thing I will say is that I'm very happy that we lost our streak to such a talented roster, such a MLS, you know, like like one of the better teams probably to ever – bless this league with their talent. And, of course, I'm talking about Sporting KC's 2-1 victory over Nashville in Geodas Park. Um, yeah, that was horrible. Nashville has gotten one point out of two home games against two of the worst teams in the league, and it's been pretty disappointing to watch, especially after the form we had um, in the international uh, – pre-international break and the team that's playing right now is not a playoff team, especially not in the West. Um, So I hope the form improves. It has to, or they won't play in the postseason.
0: Yeah. I watched, uh, so I watched uh, this entire game um, and it was, it was not a good performance from Nashville. Um, SKC also didn't play super well, but they could have scored more goals than uh, they actually did. Um, And then also with the form that SKC is in and with how many players that they still have injured, um, uh, it's definitely not even a full team for SKC. Uh, But uh, this game, I think, is very, very big for them because uh, I think we could see their season completely turn around because still... The position they're in is surprising. Like I don't think it it shows like what type of a club they are because they are better than their position. Um and now in this previous week they have two win, they have two massive wins that I think will help turn their season around. Uh that being said, yeah, Nashville coming out of the international break has looked like one of the worst teams. In the entire league, um, and while like they have defense, they've had defense pretty much wrapped wrapped up. Like we, everyone knows that they're a team that can defend. Um, right now, they cannot. Right now, they are just not creating um, enough chances, or just finishing enough chances, chances. And moving forward, especially in this last game, uh, it was just very obvious how um re- how nasf I feel like uh it they are still completely relying on on Mukhtar uh and they haven't decided if Mukhtar is better position if they want him to play midfield or if they want him to play forward. And I think moving forward for Nashville to be considered uh uh, a contender um, in the playoffs, they need to decide if Mukhtar is going to play midfield or if he was going to play forward. And then, whichever one he's going to play, they got to stick with that and then go find someone else to come play uh, midfield or forward. Um, they got to sign some other DP because right now uh, their team is lacking.
3: I mean, Loba's been scoring a bit.
1: Yeah, the one thing I wanted to say about that is that Loba has actually improved significantly. Um, so, really, I like Hani as a chance creator, a ten, and Loba and CJ up top. One is a hold up striker, and one is a is running through. I think we have all the talents on the team. Honestly, um, with Loba improving and CJ in good form, and Hani being one of the best players on the team. I think it's just uh, a matter of of playing well, which we have in the past two games. But it's been 180 minutes of bad um, football, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like the season's over because we were on good form before it. We just have to find the form again, and the current form is concerning. I won't pretend like it's not.
0: But if we look at the teams that have succeeded winning cups, um, uh, it, previously they have like the playmaker in the middle, and then they have that true goal scorer. I wouldn't really say that Nashville has a true goal scorer or a true playmaker right now. I would say it's Mukhtar M- M- is definitely more of a playmaker than a goal scorer. Um, and I think if I think Nashville would be a top contender in the league if they were to get a top goal scorer. Uh, we look at both NYCFC. And the Sounders, you got people like uh, uh, Morales and Castellanos, and then with the Sounders you have Lidero and Roy Diaz. And Nashville doesn't have that. I would say that Sapong and Loba, while Ake Loba has been playing a little bit better recently, he is not a to- he is not a top tier striker in the league, and neither is Sapong. Sapong is. Is about Will Bruin Neville of Stryker, um still, even if he's performing. That's his that's his ceiling. And then um Loba, uh I can't think of someone who really compares to him, but uh uh maybe someone like uh Nelson Valdez, who used to play for the Sounders, who who didn't have a very good production rate, um but At the moment, neither of them are top two uh, strikers. So if I'm Nashville, I would be looking to make a new DP signing. uh,
1: Uh, The Nashville Nashville fan base is interested in Shaq Moore. I can tell you that from browsing Twitter. Uh, I don't know the feasibility of that or anything about that. They just keep bringing it up on Twitter.
0: Why? Why? Shaq Moore's are right back.
1: That's that's the that's where the fan base is, um, and I will say we made a we made a trade recently to gain one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in um, cap. With I believe it was a trade with Atlanta, um, and people responded to that positively with the assumption that we were going to bring someone in, who we're bringing in I don't know, but people responded to that trade positively. Um, to so bring in allocation money, I think it involved a in draft pick uh, if I remember correctly.
0: The Shaq Moore uh rumor is very interesting because again, the position that Nashville has uh the area that they have pretty much locked down is defense um and uh or Actually, I'm not sure how many – what is what is the backup scenario for left back and right back in Nashville right now behind behind the starters? Because, I mean, it, it seems like you're just bringing in uh, a second string for those positions.
1: Well, Gary Smith has made um, – we've played a lot of games without a right or left back. We've played a lot of games with three in the back. So I think the alternative to like a – Lovitz going down is a formation change, not a positional backup. Um, So the Shaq Moore thing is interesting, but I don't necessarily understand it. Um, But it's, it's what the fan base is, is fixated on right now. And um, I imagine it's for good reason, one way or another. And I, and truth be told, whatever decisions the club makes, I'm confident in those decisions. Because the club has for a long time done a lot with very little in terms of like money from ownership um, and history and the time the youth academy has existed. The club has overperformed where they should be. So I trust the decisions they're making.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think that's 70 true. I think they have, they have overperformed. Um... Uh, I, yeah i definitely agree with that um that being said i i think um without uh, there i do still feel like they're massive they' they are missing one major piece um um to truly be an mls cup contender um or and or and if this team is the team that's going to compete for MLS Cup. Then they have got to hit their stride. Um, um, they they really are going to have to hit their stride going into the playoffs because right now they are not they are not playing well. And hopefully they can they can turn it around soon. Let's move on to to the Sounders game against uh, LAFC. Uh, so I talked about um, with Nashville obviously not having like uh, uh, a true goal scorer, um, uh, and I thought it was very very obvious in the Sounders game against LAFC um, how how much the Sounders depend on Raul Roy Diaz. In this game, Sounders had so many chances um, in which if Roy Diaz was on the field, um, the Sounders probably could have scored um, three or three, five times because um, there were lots of times for putting the ball into the box in locations where Roy Diaz would be, um, but uh, with his injury um, – uh, from in the caused uh, in the game against Vancouver, he wasn't available for this game. Um, and in this game against LAFC, Freddie Montero got the start like I predicted last week. Um, and he was just not he uh, not able to do much. Um, so he he goes out at the 60th minute and will Bruin comes on. Um, and uh, both of them not having much of an impact. Um, in the game because we are designed to play for to play around uh, Roy Diaz Um, uh, and when when he's not on the field it's the same thing when him or Nadero are not on the field this team really struggles Um, and we got to figure and it's really hard for us to find another way to play Uh, what, what are your guys thoughts on this game against LAFC
3: I, the struggle that you mentioned for the Sounders without um, having either Lodero or Ruby Diaz on the field, uh, it's, it's very apparent, um, even just reviewing the highlights, like I, I was just now, um, the, the finish is not there. They're getting into the, into similar opportunities. Um, but the finish finishing touch is just not there. Um, I have to say, probably my biggest takeaway from this game um, is that Stefan Fry was absolutely fantastic. Um, big ups to him. He was making save after save. Um, so, shout out to Fry. I think I saw a couple people on Twitter after this game sort of wondering why Fry has never been in the national team conversation. Uh, and I think that's an interesting topic. Um, for either now or another day, um, but to me, he was the standout for this game. He's making a bunch of saves.
0: Yeah, so Fry—he did win uh, man in the match for this game. Uh, his one double save that he made in the second half, um, definitely the save of the weekend. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy that he doesn't—that he never really received much love from the national team. Um, I think that his uh, him not getting caught up is similar to like Chad Marshall, not getting caught up with the national team, Chad Marshall, one of the, the only defenders to win MOS um, defender three times uh, uh, MLS defender of the year, three times uh soon, probably going to be tied with Walker Zimmerman. Um, uh, he, and he, barely ever got called up with the national team um, as well. But yeah, Steven Fry had a great, a great day. Um, I think also like sometimes uh, especially with uh, for players like Ladero um, sometimes players, sometimes fans will be tough on, on players like them. It, it, it feels like they're not doing that much. But then when they're not there, you're like, you do realize how how much of an impact because just them being there just the fact that other teams have to pay attention to them um and like they work to shut them down um uh just the fact that they have to spend time and effort doing that means that other people um are able to shine around them so i I think that happens a lot uh that happens uh, there's so many times where um, we, even in a game where it seems like the stars aren't doing much, um, they, they are actually doing stuff just by being there. Um, so I got the, the goals in this game. Um, so the first, the goal that the Sounders got was a horrendous mistake from LAFC's keeper, um, just passing it straight to Rusenak, um, and, and Rusenak takes, uh, full advantage uh, we've seen uh, uh this year uh, Kripo Krep, uh, has came in for lafc um who have had a lot of goalkeeping mistakes previously uh what do you, guys any any thoughts on on uh, on on that play um and the mistake by uh, Maxime kripo
3: it's an error that you can't afford to make as a keeper or even when you have the ball in that area of the pitch, um, especially against a team like Seattle, because there will be a player like Rusnak who will take the ball and punish you for the error. And it's just, it's something you, you just, you, you can't do it really. And it's a big sort of, um, I wouldn't say that it looks great for Krepo. Um, I don't really know what the LAFC goalkeeping situation is, um, apart from what you just said. Now, Matt. Um, but yeah, it's such an, an unfortunate error to make, and it doesn't look good if your job is up in the air.
0: Well, pretty well. I I, I wouldn't say his job is up in the air. I was basically saying like um, if we the uh, LAFC they they spent the money to get him from Vancouver because they've had lots of problems in the past at the goalkeeper position. He's a good goalkeeper. So this mistake is, was very surprising. Um, I think a lot of, some of it is also to blame on Illy Sanchez who's the guy who he's trying to pass to because the, um, he does not react quick enough, but still Um, on the play, the way that uh, Ilie Sanchez has reacted, um, it makes it seem like he expects the goalkeeper to take the ball long. Um, so, so that also uh, could have affected uh, the play. Um, then uh, NFC got back into the game via a header by um, uh, Chicho Arango, who I, I honestly, after watching this game, I think, uh, believe he might be, in the running for most annoying people in the league, um, or especially just by his, by the way his hair looks, because his hair is like, uh, it's like a mix between like a mohawk and then like a mullet, or I don't know, uh, and and then also just also way too much product, and the dude was whining on about every play. Um, uh, so, uh, not happy to see him, uh, him, him score. And, uh, it was, a, a beautiful, a beautiful header that he did score off the post tough for Fry to do anything, um, about it. Um, uh, uh, uh unfortunate, um, and hard to know if that happens, if we didn't have to make the change uh, if we didn't have to reshuffle at center back when Arriaga went down, because right now the Sounders uh, are a little thin at center back because we have – because Arriaga went out in this game, so Nuhu just slid, slid over um to play center back, and we brought in Kellen Rowe at left back. Um, if we have Yamar and Arriaga back there, maybe it's different, but, again, good header. Um uh on one big takeaway from this game that was great is that we did shut down Carlos Vea. He come to, he only played in the second half and he did absolutely nothing. Like he didn't evolve, he didn't help uh LA score their goal. Um did yeah, didn't do anything. Um do you guys have any thoughts on, on Carlos Vea? Um he is now I think he's 32. He's not He's not the highest paid player in MOS, but uh, there's rumors that he might want to go. He might try and leave to go somewhere else. Um, uh, at his age and the way he's performing, uh, I don't understand. Uh, it feels to me like he, he couldn't uh, get paid uh, uh, any more than he's getting paid um, in mOS and that he and he's definitely not good enough to go play in in europe um or any club that would be more of a step up. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on like his his decline or or what you expect uh, Carlos Vela to to do? Uh,
1: yeah, F- like the the first thing I want to say about Carlos Vela is that calling where he's at right now like a decline. Is a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, he's he's continued to be dangerous throughout the season, um, and he's like an important piece um, in a in a strong attacking team. Um,
0: well, his production yeah. is nowhere close to where it was um, the last three years.
1: Yeah, when he's, he's no been longer, he, yeah. he's no longer a like MVP candidate at this exact moment that's for sure um but he's he's continued to be dangerous and like i said an important piece of a dangerous attack he is probably too old to make a transition to a european side that would be a step up from mls he could definitely go to like a belgian side um or a, like a side outside of like he he couldn't go meaningfully to France or England or Italy or Spain or any of those teams that are truly an honest step up from the MLS um, but he's still a talented player uh, I think I think the best thing for his career is to stay in the MLS and to stay on a team that can compete for titles uh, I think he's in a good spot right now
0: if if you're laFC what would you do because right now he's making I believe four point4 million a year which I would say is way too much for what he's giving them. Like he's still a good player, but I don't even think he's DP level. And for um, to be at a team in LA, which um, is a city, which is known for bringing in stars. Like it's, um, I find it, I find it a little surprising that he's still holding one of those DP uh uh slots cuz i think uh i definitely think that they could find someone who would make a bigger impact to their team um uh and they could pay uh they, they could pay what the that player more deserves cuz right now um i do think they are overpaying carlos vela uh he has
1: eight Goals plus assists in twelve matches. So I think he is a very positive piece of the team um, at this exact moment. I, I think I think you pay him um, because of what he's done for your club, um, and I think you you pay him until it's clear that you can't. And right now, I don't think it's clear that you can't pay him. Um, I'll tell you what if i I wish Nashville would pay someone like him to do what he does
0: <laughs> I think if someone i do I think if someone comes available, someone became available who was who wanted to come to l a and you need the spot, you're talking to him to buy him down like I think no question you're you buying him down because because uh, at his age and at his current production, yes. Without all he's given to the club, it's going to be hard to let him go or to not give him that much. But I definitely feel like uh, with the the expectations that the club has set, he is not the person who's going to help the club uh, get to the next level um, and, and uh, maintain uh, and, and get to MLS Cup. Um, right now, they are right now. LFC is is the the odd makers um, favorite to win MLS Cup. Do you guys agree with that? Do you think that's do you think that's fair? Um, they're in first place right now, overall, Supporters Shield. But uh, again, that doesn't feel right to me. Like, um, well. Yeah, uh, yeah. The having them, I don't feel like they are the favorites um, to win the MOS Cup since I still, I mean, a lot of their 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 schedule was uh, was pretty was pretty easy um, towards the beginning of the season as they were playing people like Cincinnati um, and. Uh, and other other bad teams. I was going to say Austin, but obviously Austin's not that bad this year. Um, do you agree with it? Do you agree with them being number 1 to win the cup? I don't
2: know.
3: I don't know if they're if they're favorites. Um, actually, I can't believe I'm saying this, but they kind of remind me of NYCFC pre pre MLS Cup that is, whereas they're always good in the regular season. Um, yeah, when it comes to the playoffs, something, something doesn't click and they sort of take a premature exit that doesn't necessarily, uh, meet up, uh, to the standards or to the expectation that was set. Um, and that was very much NYCFC in the playoffs until last season where we finally started winning consecutive playoff games and then actually won the MLS cup um i have to mention that today because of what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. later but i have to mention that today and won the mls cup last year um and that's what is important at the end of the day but back to LAFC. Uh, i don't know if they're the favorites but i wonder if this is the year that that they could actually sort of go forward in the playoffs Well,
0: now that you've said I... that now that you've said that i i think that means that they that they can't and actually yeah what
3: they have to wait the, till year seven
0: no the, no uh <laughs> well that hurt but um what? but uh uh but i feel like it would be yes if if we say that they're gonna win the cup then that means they're not gonna win the cup so yes lafc is going to win the cup <laughs>
3: they're 20, going to 2022 win 2022 champions lafc
0: they are going to win the cup.
3: I Matt, hope, I, we see. need to play this. We need to play this clip when LAFC are actually winning the <laughs> the MLS Cup this year, and it's going to be all your fault.
0: And and then the show will just end.
1: The yeah, show will just end.
0: end if 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 that happens. Before we can win our we... epi. <laughs> Matt, you're trying to say something.
1: I think the favorite to win the MLS Cup has to be a team out of the east right now just because i think so many teams in the west share that percentage of a chance to play in that last game and nycfc which is the team i'm referencing out of the east um i think they have to share much less a percentage of even playing in that game with their competition while the top teams in the west are all competing for like a like roughly a 20% chance each to even play in that game. And I think NYCFC has 40, 50% chance to play in the final, which I think should just make them favorites, regardless of if you think the teams in the West could beat NYCFC in the final, just their odds of playing in that game are so much better than anybody else right now.
0: Again, that's, no, that's no team wants to ever play the Sounders in the playoffs. We have the history in the playoff playoff, so I think we have got to be at least tied with NFC with NYCFC. Um,
1: at this exact uh, moment, I'm going to strongly disagree, um, not because not, again, not a knock on Seattle. I just think that NYCFC are so heads and shoulders above the teams they have to play to get to that game, um, besides, like maybe Philly. Um, and New England, if they really figure it out and get back to where they were. I think NYCFC just have the best odds of playing in that game. And then the game's only 90 minutes long, you know? Um, anybody can beat anybody in 90 minutes. Uh,
0: especially in That's
1: MOS. Why they play the game. Especially when, when in about, MOS. When you're talking about making odds, I really like NYCFC. When you're talking about who's like when you get later into the tournament and you make picks from that point on, Seattle, I might prefer Seattle. But right now, I like NYCFC yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah, it seems like your reasoning for NYCFC is just that the Eastern Conference is bad. And <laughs> I'm not going to agree. And I, and I agree with that. But um, still,
1: well, like, you that. have you... to beat
0: the West to win the championship.
1: Well, you only have to beat one team from the West. In the West, you have to beat a lot of teams from the West. Just playing a game of percentages without any of the any of that tournament played so far, I like NYCFC a lot.
0: Oh, we we're a long time from the playoffs, but right now but also right now, um even I would say like even with Roy Diaz being out for the the one game, and he actually might be back for our next game because his his uh, injury his recovery is going a lot better than um what it originally seemed, where it said where he thought that we he'd be out for two to three games um i think uh uh at the moment i think the sounders are playing the strongest out of our three teams and that has and uh i think mm-hmm. this this first uh and obviously like um before we were focusing on the other tournament and i i uh but still um in MOS. uh this year, this is the first time that I think that's actually been true um, when we look at the actual performances. Um, earlier in the year, um, at times, Nashville or NYCFC were better out of our three teams. But at the moment, the Sounders are definitely performing the best. Hopefully that continues, um, and we have momentum going into the playoffs. Uh, moving on, and, uh, you, or Ethan, do you have any Ethan, do you have anything that you wanted to say there? I just
3: want to say, and this is sort of in response to everything that we just talked about with Nashville as well. You guys were talking very, very drastically about Nashville's form um, and the potential, the potentiality of them missing the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's that bad personally. I, not to minimize anything that's gone on, but it was, it's only two games. And while there are two games at home where they've lost points and that sucks a lot. Um, I think Nashville are still quality. I think they still have quality. Um, I'm tired about the missing playoffs, but they're there's above Seattle in the table currently. And I know Seattle are on a, on a rise right now They're on an upward trajectory. Um, but Nashville are still a place above Seattle, um, and so I, I think Nashville are all right. I was just wanting to say that Seattle are I, right too, but
0: yeah, I I, I, I agree. Still I think they're way in. I agree. I think Nashville will still make the playoffs, and then also, I mean, one other thing: like both of the goals that were scored by SKC um, were oh, great yeah. goals. Like it wasn't like they were like. Um, obviously the defending could have been better, but it wasn't like the defense really made a mistake because the defense is still top tier in MOS. Um, and then, uh, if Nashville did a little bit better holding themselves on sides, then it could have been a different result. They could have gotten at least a point. Um, uh, but, uh, in, in, but yeah, um, in the end, uh, yeah. And this has happened uh, a lot recently where in both games, Nashville uh, could have equalized, but they had goals called, called back. So uh, I, I would hope that uh, that's what Nashville is working on uh, this week is uh, working on making better runs. Um, speaking of which, uh, do, you, do you guys have any thoughts on on, on the call? on the call that did go to VAR to check for offsides. Did you guys have any thoughts about about that play? Um, Since that was a very, very tight call and TV did not make that um, uh, very clear.
3: It looked offsides to me, Uh, but I will say though, I think Nashville deserves a penalty in this
1: game. I also think it was offsides. Um, I don't really want to get into the whole penalty thing, but uh, I think we probably deserved one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that. But that penalty was called. But that penalty, what would only have happened if uh, the player was on sides, right. am I correct? So that's why. So yeah. So, so yeah. in that in that case, it couldn't be. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been a penalty, but yes, no, that was a foul. I, I, I agree with that. Um, it's a game something, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, I think, so I think the referee got that, that play, right. Um, a play that the referee did not get right. Um, uh, final thought, uh, that I wanted to bring up from the Sounders, uh, LAFC game, uh, 80th minute. Right after LAFC made it 1 1, um, we had uh, a, a a play um, involving uh, Christian Roldan.
4: Referee. Quickly on the scene after a, a very nasty coming together. Yellow card is already out of the pocket, but look at the anger from players on both sides. He said the foul was on the Sounders player, Christian Roldan. Is the other one down? Just so you know, the the first reaction from the referee was he pointed free kick for LAFC. Now Roldan had the ball. Christian Roldan had the ball at his feet. He collides with the LAFC players, but he had the ball at his feet and played it out wide here to Kellen Rowe. I mean, I, I, I'm as. How is this a foul, on Christian Roldan? Quite frankly, how is this a foul on anyone? I don't think LAFC even faulted. The ball's played that way. They came in a little late, but you allowed possession to be the foul could be the push from around. No, oh, right. sure. no problem. Yeah. But Kellen Rowe had the ball at his feet with no nobody around him, so you allowed it to happen. His first reaction was a pull a yellow card, and he was looking at Christian Roldan's name and number, pointing in LAFC's favor. So.
0: I would say any time where I um, mostly uh, where I ninety percent agree with Taylor Twellman, um, I think is frightening. But Taylor Twelman is spot on um, with what happened. Alan Chapman, after seeing this play, which he is pretty close to, um, has the yellow card and is pointing in the direction of uh, of uh, LaFC. So that it's going against Christian Rodon. Uh, another thing that was weird about this play is that uh, at this game, he never held up the yellow card with his hand. Um, uh, so it was also unclear if Christian Rodon did actually get a yellow card, and in the end, he did. Um, and I'm not, and uh, I'm not sure if they actually can or if they just never do rescind yellow cards. But this is one of those plays where, like, it feels like this should not add to yellow card accumulation because Christian Rodon clearly passes the ball through to Kellen Rowe and is sandwiched between two LFC, LAFC players. And then, of course, it has to be Chicho Orango is the player who I would say should get a yellow card for pushing Rodon um, yeah, in the back And then also having his foot In front of Rodon Missing the ball um, To get them But uh, Alex Chapman um, The boldest referee in the entire league um, Just uh, Who has been A very good referee for a long time Like this uh, The entire game Was not a good game from him uh, what what do you guys make of all this?
1: Yeah, this is the wrong call. I think Roldan should have been given a red card. And oh suspended. come on, please. Oh, <laughs> Fine, <No>. suspended. <laughs> I don't think you should be allowed to play the game again. Kicked off the team.
3: Expelled from the from Major League Soccer.
1: No, but yeah, this is a ridiculous. Like, I don't even understand where this call comes from. You have to think that Roldan doesn't get the ball first. If it's, I don't like, it, maybe this feels like a clear and obvious error. This if VAR is not <laughs> significant enough for VAR to step in, probably a yellow card and a foul. But
0: but they get yeah, well. VAR is, can't can't do anything for yellow cards. Yeah. Like so. they could say if it's a red card. And I don't think it's a red card. So I don't think VAR has messed up anything. But just um honestly no.
3: did pro referees say anything about this? Did they like a, a, issue a statement?
0: Uh I I don't think so. I, I know I have not I've not seen wow. anything about this. The they didn't even cover they didn't even cover this on on Instant Re, on the MOS Instant Replay show at this all. This call
3: is bonkers. Like this is um, a terrible call,
0: which, which is more cra- which is more crazy for Alan Chapman. He was, um, and I, I think you're probably, you guys would probably go the other way, but he was in charge of, he was in charge of the Orlando, um, NYCFC penalty shootout oh, from the playoffs a couple of years ago. Um, I know Ethan remembers that. <laughs> um, uh, but that was also him and it um and actually i guess he did everything he he actually did everything right in that case it was just badly handled because i think he did it was a weird situation
3: in the game like not in the penalty at in the 120 minutes before that was poor like ruan should have been sent off like twice but oh okay that's, that's a whole other oh
1: that's a whole other story
0: I can I I, I, am sorry to bring you back to that dark place, Ethan.
1: (laughs) I don't know which one's worse, but this call is so horrible and out of nowhere. And it feels like he arbitrarily picked a direction. He saw contact, picked a direction, and drew his card and decided somebody was gonna get a yellow card here and just randomly picked Seattle. Like it feels like he flipped a coin.
0: Yeah, the fact that he was so quick. He so yeah. quickly brought up the yellow card. Like, it wasn't, like, anything for after. It wasn't about the mass confrontation that happened. Like, seconds after, the card was in his hand. And, like, again, he never held it up. Um, But it was in his hand right after it happened. So, like, to him, it must have been clear. Uh Yeah. Bad... Not not good refereeing from Adam Chapman in this case.
3: Yeah, just this doesn't make sense.
1: It's not a significant call though at the end of the day. If if this had been closer to the box or inside the box or the card given was a different color, then this would have been a much bigger deal. But at the well, end of the could day- have been, that's true. but it
0: it could be a significant call if this means that um because it still adds to his yellow card count. Like if this game if if this this uh yellow card uh suspended him for our next match that would have been so messed yeah. up
3: can you appeal a yellow card
0: i would think that you can i just don't feel like i feel like you must be able to because it can affect suspensions but yeah um
3: i mean i would have tried I to feel like appeal it, this one if i was the Sounders. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I I de- uh, I agree.
3: Rodon's an important part of the team, and if this does contribute to him achieving, I say achieving with like a huge groan because uh, yellow. I don't like yellow card accumulation, but if this leads to him achieving yellow card accumulation, then they should totally try to appeal it.
0: Yeah, uh, that that's a conversation that that's another conversation that we should have a day Uh, if yellow card accumulation uh, (laughs) should exist all right let's move on to to nycfc um now uh they were playing colorado in mos play um uh, first game first game for the new interim coach um yes uh, and uh, ethan you were at this game uh take us through it i was
3: um Traffic wasn't bad, got there, got there pretty, pretty, pretty easily. Uh, had some popcorn in the first half It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I just, there's <laughs> not much to say. Um, it's one, one draw between MiCFC and Colorado. Um, both teams played decently. I think, um, as usual, I think NYCFC played better than our opponent. um, but still managed to sort of stoop down to their level to let them score first, uh, ending our clean sheet streak, um, which I think was lasting six or seven games, something like that, one of those. Um, and that really sucked. Um, but we we equalized only a couple minutes after um, Colorado scored. Um, which was a good goal, Colorado's goal. Um, even though it was sort of uh, created because of a mistake uh, on our part, um, it was still a good goal. MICFC's um, goal, however, from Talis Magno, um, great goal, great finish from, from Magno. Um, this is exactly the kind of stuff that I wanna see from him. Um, yeah, he's playing. He's playing really, really well right now, um, and I think he's really paying off as NYCFC's most expensive signing ever. Um, and I, I can't wait to see more of him. He's really fun to watch.
0: I believe his goal won goal of the week. Um,
3: it wasn't uh, nominated for goal of the week.
0: It was, or uh, it was that okay? Well, it was number one in. That is shocking i it was number one on on uh espns on oh. uh on on football on football america's top 10 uh 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 goal countdown which was uh, valid cool. i didn't know um that. for for bicycle for for volley goals um uh for volley goals uh i think uh the only the only thing that hurts it is just how close he was yeah like i think that it's like, like
3: 10 yards back it would yeah then
0: then he better. probably then he definitely yeah. would have won go of the go of the week and honestly yeah. he would have had a chance for goal of the year if he scored if he does that skill yeah, yeah, that's true from the top of the box <laughs> um yeah yeah uh nycfc uh just um Unable to finish their chances. I mean, just completely yeah. dominated in this game. Um, we hit the crossbar
3: uh, in the first half. It's See,
0: yeah. Colorado only had the the one shot on goal, which Michael Barrios scored. And it, what a run by Michael Barrios. Um, yeah, it's a good to, play. To finish that. But um, while NYCFC dominated possession 66%, 33 percent um uh uh Colorado did win like the uh, like did win the individual um and like physical battle um they won they they won duels 155 to 42 they won Mm -hmm. they won tackles 11 to 4 um like they were definitely uh They were definitely, uh, they came to play and they, they played well. Um, uh, So uh, a tough result um, for NYC FC. um,
3: Yeah. Also something tough that happened in that game was a Tiago Martins got injured uh, very close to the end of the game um i saw a report saying he he left yankee stadium that night uh with one of his feet in a boot and uh using crutches um and i saw more reports today off twitter that um he's still in a boot um but he'll probably only be out for maybe three to four weeks which uh is definitely a good sign for having to wear a boot and stuff like that hopefully he'll be back soon
0: oh With the new coach, was there anything – did the team actually line up anything different, or was there anything that you felt was different and you think that could be attributed to the new coach? Uh, No,
3: I don't think so. It felt pretty similar to me. Um, Nick Cushing clearly um, paid attention to Ronnie Dyla's substitution tactics. Um, I don't know if if you guys have noticed this, but something that's plagued myself and other NYCFC fans uh, was and it was something that that I'll admit uh, changed on the last couple of months. Um, But Dyla always waited so long to make subs Um, and he rarely would make substitutions, even if something clearly wasn't working. Um, and while he did improve with that there, um, for this game against Colorado, I really wanted some subs around like the 60, 65th minute, um, cause our attack was just kind of stale apart from like a rare moment of like Talos doing well, or maybe Tati had a nice flick or a pass or something. I really wanted to see some subs and we didn't really get them in this game. And when we did get a sub. It was, it was after Colorado had scored, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I would like to see some subs sooner and more subs, um, but even that wasn't really out of character because Dyla would make subs very quickly.
0: My final thought that I would say from this game is that Tati has got to control himself better um, after the game. He picked up the yellow card right after the for descent right after the, the Colorado goal, um, hmm.
2: uh,
0: for his quality, he, for his quality, um, and how much he does for the team. Um, yeah, I gotta say it's, yeah, yeah. Todd ta- is ta- ta- ta-
3: kind of a, Todd kind of a hothead. Um, and that's why I think he'd be fun in the premier league. So premier, a premier league team. him
0: really so strong strong words from from ethan even though (laughs) like i
3: i I, I don't know i'm not saying please take tati away that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i know that tati is probably going to leave and i hope it's to like a premier league side
0: i was gonna say like uh, i don't think i don't think anything really good happens if he goes away
3: yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what we would do if we lost Tati. I guess we would we would go to Hey Bear starting uh, at at the nine, definitely. or we could Dyla liked Talos Magda at number nine, so we could start him out at nine, and then maybe either Tiago or Gabriel Pereira could play where Talos was playing. But honestly, I prefer Talos as a winger, so that's where I would like to keep him.
1: I think Tati leaving is a matter of time. Rather than a matter of if, um, no, I he's so agree. talented.
0: Yeah, whether well. Whether he, sides. whether he leaves in the middle of summer or um, he waits to the end of the year, he's definitely not going to be at the team much longer. Yeah. Um, how old is How old is Tati, by the way?
3: I say he's like twenty two or twenty three. I don't think he's. Yeah,
0: old. that's what I was saying. I thought he was. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure he was not. He was on the younger, on the younger side. Uh, but let's let's move. Cool, cool. I, I was I was thinking like, is he? I, I was thinking he he hadn't really hit like his prime, his his like prime age of like twenty six, which is what most people are talking about. I thought it was. I was pretty yeah. sure he was under that. Um, okay, yeah, let's yeah. move on. Yeah, let's move on to the other games that happened uh, this week. Um, in the U.S Open Cup, um, NYCFC had had another game, uh, uh, the New York Derby uh, at Red Bull Arena. Um, uh, now, now at the beginning of the show, Ethan, I, I think you thought that I was going this way with uh, a streak over or, yes. over, the, or yeah. over the Red Bulls. Uh, so, I thought you were um, talking
3: about our shutout streak, but I was. I'm very. Um, guess I'm just. What I'm was Was minded? I guess I. I, was, I wasn't <laughs> thinking about. Only thinking about my team.
0: What? Uh, what? What was that? that streak at? I didn't realize that they were at that. What that was?
3: Yeah, we were. We were at like. Uh, maybe like eight hundred something minutes without conceding a goal. Something like Oh, that. okay.
0: So it wasn't it was okay, it's not, not specific to the Red Bulls.
3: Thing. No, no, no. It's it's, it's always like a toss-up against the Red Bulls, which we saw on Wednesday. So I don't know it... if I'd call
1: that a toss-up. That was a pretty No, hold
3: on, hold on. <laughs> the score line is misleading. I think. Were, you at, the, were you at the game? I was not at the game. I've never attended uh, Hudson River Derby at Red Bull Arena because I'm I am afraid of getting in a fight and so I've never wanted I've never really had any interest in going to one there um, and that interest will American st- will soccer stay. fans don't
0: fight we're not like Europe
3: <laughs> that's true although there was sort of I think in like 2016 there was there was some stuff that happened after a Hudson River Derby um, but yeah.
0: Okay, well, when you lose 7-1, then that's, then it's always going to be different. Or, I mean, 7-0. My bad. Yes, yeah, yeah. I gave you guys a charity goal for a second.
3: <laughs> yes, okay. So, NYCFC lost 3-0 on this game to the Red Bulls. Um, and, you know, you hear 3-0. Must sound like a resounding victory. I don't really think it was a resounding victory. I actually think NYCFC played better for exactly. most of this game. And I think that the three goals that we conceded um, were all really poor errors um, by the defense. um, And it's really dumb shit that we should never let happen. I know we don't usually curse on this show because we're usually at our studios at school and that's not allowed. So I don't know. They can't fire me because we're not. It's the podcast season. It's
0: the podcast exclusive episode. It's fun. It's unrated.
3: you guys can't see it but when we record this show we're completely naked. It's fully it's rated R this podcast. Um and for our final sure.
0: segment of the day from today it's 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 going to reach another level. But uh yes,
3: yeah, soon uh, we'll have the the 4D football as life experience and it's it's rated at NC17. So if you're below 17 you're going to have to stop listening to this podcast soon. Um well, so let is, me stop stalling. Yeah. Um, with jokes and let's <laughs> we can talk about this game. What
0: what were your thoughts on the lineups that were posed by both teams, Ethan, um, for this game? Because the U.S. Open Cup is always in. It's interesting to see like how soon teams play starting lineups, and like I thought that they should have played. Um, both teams played about the same amount of their starters, I would say, yeah. but it wasn't like a full team. Even though, like, yeah, I feel like both I felt teams like full starters played, were played like A
3: minus teams, kind of
0: both backup keepers. But besides that, not yeah every starter.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't really have any problems with the NYCFC lineup. I think I would have liked to see Talos Magno start. I think just because he he'd been playing so well, Um I think he probably would have been able to do some damage. When he was subbed on, we'd already had the red card happen, which we can get into that. But I was, I was very, very upset with that uh, from Tiago. Um, but yeah, so we'd already had the red card, and so when him and Maxi Morales came on, it was already they. The game wasn't. Uh, it, it was tough to sort of come back from that, and they weren't really given a big chance to make an influence in the game. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the red card play uh, from Tiago Andrade. Um, but it's stuff I think we've talked about on this show before. Um, whether or not you like the rule, um, if you move your head like even like an inch towards another player's head, it's going to be an immediate red card. And so there's no for the call of a red card there's no complaints for me because that's just the rule i have a lot of complaints but that's with tiago deciding to try and headbutt tolkien when the ref is two feet away from him
0: yeah it's not it's not the most um egregious headbutt that we've ever seen it's nothing like uh pepe in the world cup
3: yeah no Um, because he kind of misses he doesn't really make contact
0: yeah. Um
3: but if you do I think that this yeah. In a game, gonna yeah game it's going to be an instant.
0: Yeah. Is it especially within MOS like it's the same thing like you yeah. no matter what if you put a player if you put your hand on someone's face then you get sent off like also, that's just something that always you do happens literally
3: right in front of the referee who is right there.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah no I, yeah you, I, there's no VAR no, no in this tournament.
3: he could have done it very secretly would have gone under the would have gone under the rug but you know it's it happened and what really sucked was he was just about to get subbed off too for magno and then him doing that really influenced the rest of the game plan uh, and the rest of the game just in general so it's, it was really unfortunate um but i've i saw today uh, nick Cushing said that um tiago's he's apologized to Cushing and to the rest of the team, um, so I'm, I'm I'm glad he did that. I'm gonna forgive him. I'm not really. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is. Nah, I, and, you know, no, I don't want to diminish the Open Cup, but it. At the end of the day, it's the Open Cup.
0: Yeah. The the Open Cup is is, uh, the Open Cup. Uh, I I I don't want to diminish. I, we're not. I'm not diminishing it at all. Yeah. Uh, but what I, just I don't will say. Red Bulls to win it. I will say it yeah, at the end of the day, the Red Bulls have been in the league since the beginning and they still have nothing. Except uh except for the supporter she had, which yeah. that that we will diminish is lower than the than the US Open Cup. So <laughs> you so again the NYCFC they were just letting them take this victory because they know that they're not gonna win the cup in the end. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, um. I, I, one yeah. w- one player I was uh, that I will I, I do want to quickly bring up about the Red Bulls is uh, is that uh, so th- the Red Bulls did start Lukinas, who I think has been one of the top players in the whole league this year. He's been playing very well. Um, when I was voting for the all for the All Star team this year, um, uh, I I have him on the I I put him on my team. Um, but MOS did him so dirty by not including like his like image in the MOS All-Star voting. Mm. Um I which just is just like, okay, come on, put put some respect on this guy's name. Like let's let's be able to see us like this. Or, or maybe maybe there's something more complicated um with that. But the dude deserves respect with how well he's been playing for the Red Bulls, um, uh, for how well he's been playing for uh, the New York Energy Drinks, as as more as they should be called. <laughs>
3: the New Jersey Energy Drinks, at that.
0: It's true, the New Jersey Energy Drinks.
3: It's why we like to call um, it the Hudson River Derby instead of the New York Derby, because only one of the teams a, plays in New York.
0: Exactly. Um, so for the other games in the, in the open cup, we saw Casey, uh, thrash, uh, Union Omaha, um, this, the Cinderella story. Yeah, came this, to was an end. this is
3: upsetting. This is upsetting. What have liked um, to have seen Omaha go through.
0: Uh, but case. um, but unlike the other game where, uh, the, the Galaxy, um, fell to Sacramento 2-1, um, uh. Casey Casey um they implicate they uh they uh use their game plan um uh, uh much better than the galaxy did. Um because when you're playing a team from a lower division, you the thing that you gotta do early on is you have to establish that like you like why you're the the um higher division club and the galaxy um did not like throughout the scam like like it could have been like sacramento could have scored more goals than they did um like they were definitely the better team against the galaxy um and the galaxy um just like they gave sacramento hope from the very beginning they were just like okay we're going to and That's not what happened with KC. Like, KC, like, immediately, they just kept piling it on. They get a goal early on. They get their second goal early on. And then now Omaha was really freaking out. Um, Like, they completely bossed them. And that's not true about the Galaxy. Um, The Camp City also played, um, I would say, a stronger lineup than the Galaxy did. Still, like, a mix of – starters from from both teams but the galaxy who have about who have zero depth played a second team said that they were taking it seriously and they got punished for it um oh, oh uh, yeah what are you what are your guys thoughts on on those results
1: uh it's hard to care about results when the outcome of this whole tournament has already been decided um
0: you mean because Nashville's going to win
1: yeah that's that's what I've been playing. But I think it's great to see a second division team beat like on a serious note, I think it's great to see a second division team beat Galaxy, specifically Galaxy. Um, And if Nashville doesn't win it, I hope it's them. Like, I think that would be super cool. Uh, It'd be the first time, I believe, since the competition was named what it is now that a second team division won, um, if I remember correctly.
0: I don't think that's true. I believe because uh the the Rochester Rhinos did win or um did win in the nineties once. I think I I um I think uh an, a non-MOS team has won since the league since MOS has been founded, I think.
1: I think the the stat I just said actually comes from the um, the Concacaf Champions League. Uh, the first U.S. team to win it since it was named its current name was
2: the, the San
1: this year. Um,
0: well, that well, that's the Concacaf Champions League.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. that's where I got that stat from. That's okay. where I pulled it from in my brain. Yeah. But, okay. um, I think, I think Sacramento winning would be super cool. KC uh, goes and shows why the MLS is the first division. Um, they're not a quality team. Obviously, they're in great form. They beat Omaha, who's really good, and they beat Nashville SC, who's the best team in the MLS. So they're in great form. Um, and now uh, I'm actually really excited about Nashville versus Orlando because Orlando is really good – or not really good. Orlando is in good form right now. Um, and it's a great chance for Nashville to go win a trophy because they're not anywhere near the favorites for the MLS uh, Cup. So I'd love to see yeah. them in the Open Cup.
0: Yeah, so the last time that a non-MLS team won the tournament was in 1999 when the Rochester Rhinos beat the Colorado Rapids. Uh, that was the last time that an overdivision division team won. Um this being said, like, if Sacramento pulls off the win, um, I mean, US the USL Championship has already shown that they're uh, – like, the quality of, of the USL Championship is so much greater than it used to be just, like, a couple years ago. Like, they can very much compete with the reserve teams of – of MOS sides, which did not used to be the case. Like it used to be that MOS reserve sides would would win 10-0 against USL championship teams, but now they do compete uh, with them. Uh, And it does feel like, um, like, again, promotion relegation would be very interesting with how good the USL championship is. Um, is there any chance that that gets more love if Sacramento is to win the tournament?
1: So the way the ownership is set up of the MLS, it would require a vote from MLS owners to establish ProRel. rel um, And there's a, there's a quote from the Nashville SC owner that's like, it's something along the lines of like asking owners to vote for pro rel is like asking deers to vote for hunting season or something like that like it just doesn't make sense for owners to vote for that so i don't think pro rel is anywhere in the near future even though i think it would be a good thing and it would help competition but
0: yeah no obvi- obviously anything that yeah obviously if you're an owner anytime where you have the chance to lose money then you're not going to vote, then you're not going to do anything that is going to make you lose money if you're a bad team. So uh, that, that is the hard part, but just like from a fan and a competition standpoint, like look at England, look at how much, look at how many more games become exciting when teams are not only struggling uh, when teams are not only fighting to win championships, but also just to like stay in the league. Like, like look at how exciting um, Everton was um, when they stayed in the Premier League this year. Just imagine what it would be like um, when San Jose has to beat, um, when San Jose has to beat uh, Austin by three goals in order to stay in MLS and avoid going down, um, when Sacramento comes up, like, like that would be fun to watch. Uh, uh, So we know, we already know where the, where the games moving forward will be, even though the Orlando Nashville game hasn't happened yet um, because they already had the draw. Uh, So the uh, SKC Sacramento game will be in Sacramento. Um, uh, So uh, that. Uh, that's going to be a fun game. I'll probably, I will try and watch that because the atmosphere at Sacramento um, Republic games are um, electric. Um, So I think they'll have a home crowd, a good home crowd there. Uh, And then whoever wins the Orlando Nashville game will host the New York Red Bulls. And then the, for the final, the teams are ranked. So the ranking goes, Um, Orlando, Nashville, um, and then uh, Sporting Kansas City, then the Red Bulls, and then Sacramento Republic. So the final cannot be in Sacramento, but it can be in any of the other places. So um, if Nashville is to win out, then um, uh, to win their next two games, they would host the final no matter what. Um, If they are to lose, then it'd be in KC, Um, and if both, uh, uh, if Sacramento is to make it to the end, uh, they would, if they are to make it, well, yeah, if they are to make it to the end, they would either go to New York or to Orlando. Um, so New York is, is hoping very strongly that they, that they, uh, that Sacramento, um, wins in the West.
1: The quote from the national CEO is, it would be like asking turkeys to vote for Thanksgiving. Right, um, that's a funny so quote. pro not, probably not in the near future. Even it's, though a funny, it. it's a funny,
0: it's a funny quote, but it doesn't make me that. like, it's a funny quote, but it doesn't make me like the Nashville um, owner one bit.
2: I'm imagining things, I wonder if it's time to explore it, turn these thoughts into matter
0: week 18 of the MOS season. All of our teams have two games in this next week. Um, For one of the first times, I think, all three of our teams are playing on national television. Um, So the weekend starts uh, with the Sounders playing SKC on ABC um, and, uh, right after that on ESPN, DC hosts Nashville. And then the next day, NYCFC, uh, plays Philadelphia. Um, all three of these games, um, all three of these games, I, I think are going to be very entertaining. It's going to be a very good, good weekend for soccer, um, uh, here, uh, here we can start with the Sounders versus SKC. So SKC coming off two wins, um, after struggling, um, they have won the last three games, uh, in Seattle, I believe, uh, which is frightening. Um, uh, so I definitely was feeling better about playing them before, but now the fact that that is true, um. Uh, is a little worrisome. Um, the good news for the Sounders is Yamar is expected to be back. Um, Arriaga, it seems like isn't too in, uh, his injury isn't that bad. So I think he's going to be back. There is a chance that Broward Diaz is back. If we get him back, that will be absolutely massive. Um, uh, the, it, it seems that, uh, Joss Atencio, he is also um, supposed to be back, um, which is good because Obed Vargas, um, he uh, has picked up an injury and he's going to be out for some time. So we'll probably see uh, – so either Atencio um, will start or will, um will play – We'll play there, Um, though we could see Rodon move back and play Nets to uh, Rusnak. Um, They could play center defensive mid, and then we bring in either Madronda or Leo Chu um, um, in the midfield. Uh, uh, In my opinion, I'd probably like to see Madronda since Leo Chu has continued to just underperform, not play well. Um, I'm waiting for him to do something um, waiting for him to, to, to start doing something in the same Ake Lobo way. Um, uh, so, so I hope Madronda starts, um, if, if Atencio can't go, um, uh, I, I think that's pretty, I think that's believable. I'm going to guess that Will Bruin will start this game because uh, Freddie Montero had a tough game against the LAFC. So because of that, um, uh, and, and I don't think Roy, Raul Roy Diaz is going to be back, um, uh, I think we'll, it will be Will Bruin. Um, it's supposed to be hot in Seattle tomorrow. It's supposed to be in, like, the 80s. Um, so it should be a nice day um hopefully on abc we get a good result um hopefully tim Media also won't uh also won't um throw down on tim anyone <laughs> um
3: what an amazing uh, what i'm gonna amazing boo moment him moment that was
0: <laughs> i'm gonna boo him every play um tomorrow uh and honestly like Um, If I get to the game and all the fans are doing that, like that, that will be so amazing. I I Um, forget,
3: did Tim Melio ever receive any sort of sanction or? He got suspended.
0: He got suspended one game for that, which is not enough. Should have been at least at least two and a fine. but no, only one game.
3: He really did. who was it? Who was the player that he just fully yanked and just threw down? It was the it was
0: Rodon. It was Rodon. Right. And Rodon got a yellow card on that play.
3: Well, I mean, it's a dive.
0: Yeah. No! Oh <laughs> I know, no, I uh,
3: yeah. Uh,
0: I, 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 understand <laughs> when you're say- I understand what you're saying. I, I kidding, understand okay. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I can No get Tim
3: that. Milia, like picks yeah. him up and throws him. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh we'll But uh, hopefully with the injury – with people coming back from injury, um, uh, hopefully Will Bruin can find the back of the net if Raul um, isn't available. But if – and again, if he isn't available, hopefully we will change our tactics so we are playing more to Will Bruin's skills than Rahul's skills because we are playing just – like if Raul was still on the field last week and that was just not working. So we hopefully uh, – I'm guessing – and I know Smetzer was definitely working on stuff like that. So I'm feeling – I'm feeling – I'm feeling okay for this game. Hopefully it will be a good game Um And but one of the first days, what's supposed to be one of the first nice days in a while here in Seattle.
3: Um, uh, let's. I'm hoping for another WWE SmackDown
1: from Tim Emilia.
0: Uh, any tips you have, Matt, uh, having just had your team play SKC?
1: Yeah, uh, they're really, really, really old. So if you don't play hmm. bad, you should beat them. So my advice to the Seattle Sounders is to not play bad.
0: Okay. We'll take that into account. Because
1: <laughs> Nashville played bad. That's why they lost.
0: Speaking of bad, uh, Nashville's next opponent is very bad. They're playing DC. This is the game that mm. is immediately following the Sounders game. Um, so it's at Audi Field. Um DC has just been absolute garbage this year. Um, Matt, how are you feeling going into this game?
1: Uh, I feel bad about the team going into this game. And we've had two weeks in a row to find our form again. And here's our third week in a row to find our form and get back on pace um, to be competitive at the top of the West. So this is, even though it's on the road and it's Nashville on the road, I feel like this has to be three points here. I feel like one point wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't upset me that much, but a loss here would be be a bad, bad string of results um, for Nashville.
0: Nashville is currently three points ahead of the Sounders with two games, and you guys have played two games more than us. So basically, uh, if you want to keep pace, if you want to keep pace, you got to get at least something from this game. Um, uh, Really, at the end of this week, the Sounders Mm -hmm. could be above that. Nashville's points
1: per game is still higher, if I remember.
0: Okay, the points per game, Nashville's points per game is 1%. 0.44 0.44 and the Sounders is 0.1 is 0.143. So literally 0.01 so, better.
1: So higher. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't no, you're know Matt. Right. right. I, I the, don't. I don't know math. I go to Emerson. The points. The points. Fair at, point, man, fair point. Points from DC have to like we. Nashville has to get points from DC. <laughs> I do. I agree, Matt. Thank you. Honestly, I
3: can yeah. see Nashville pulling out like a three-no win against DC. I
0: think I I I mean, like I would think that if they if Nashville was a normal team, but because Nashville <laughs> uh very rarely comes to score multiple goals, um like like the, the game against Colorado a couple of games ago was like a was like a fluke. uh uh, but if nashville is going to prove that it's not a fluke then then maybe that will happen against dc they should be able to do that against dc uh just dc not not a good team
3: also what a strange stadium audi field is like what a weird stadium it was just it was
0: it was just awarded uh the the all-star game next year yeah yeah um uh and Sort of feels like a consolation for not being selected for the World Cup. But yeah,
3: hopefully the national game next year is East versus West.
0: Yeah, we can only hope.
3: I think that would do a lot for fan engagement.
0: It would totally. Um, it would do so much. It really would do so much for the league.
3: There could be a little uh, trophy and like, you know.
0: And, and then we could then- end
1: all this Eastern conference slander that happens on this. Yes. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly though, they, I'm wondering. No, much... It would just
0: continue. It would just continue <laughs> because the West would win like 15 to zero. I wonder how
3: much the East, the Eastern conference slander will continue when Nashville becomes an Eastern conference team next year, because I do feel like Matt holds a Good amount of the weight of the Eastern Conference thing. Oh, it will
0: continue.
1: The, it the will continue. The balance of power will change. The East, the East will be by far the better conference. It will continue.
0: It's
3: <laughs> because uh, whenever only, I live, the conference is only, to- only
0: it will be it will only the East will only be a, considered a better confident A better conference on this show, apparently, because. Uh, like it's a, they're only one team there's still they, they, that doesn't make up for the east having columbus and cincinnati and dc dc but the thing that about columbus yeah. though
3: is that when nashville rejoined there's going to be two teams with yellow jerseys and that
1: alone makes it a better conference i think the issue yep. at that point becomes visibility <laughs> All of a sudden, you have a team that you can't look at on a bright day. Exactly. Two teams. Exactly. So and if one game
3: – I would – Yes,
0: just because just they, they could. Just because they could. They could have one game. They, they couldn't have Columbus and Nashville play each other both in their home uniforms. I would love
1: that. I that think would that would be, be so awesome. Fun. I think that would be, <laughs> be so, so, so fun. fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially if they made the the goalkeepers where the, the goalkeepers
1: that would be who's the goalkeeper
0: look for the mustache
3: the ref keeps calling a handball but yeah. it's just the goalkeepers <laughs> can't make him a save
0: um moving on to the game that the one game that's on sunday is NYCFC's game against philadelphia um this game yeah. and this game is in New York.
3: Uh, uh it's in Philadelphia. Actually.
0: Or it is in it's in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um Uh how are you feeling how are you feeling going into this game, Ethan?
3: Honestly, I feel all right. We've beaten Philadelphia at home many times before. We can do it again. They beat us they beat us at home earlier this year, so we could get revenge for that. Um I could I could definitely see this being Nick Cushing's first win. Philadelphia, though, good team. They always are. They're in third place right now, um, or a tied second. Always underrated. Um, they
0: are an, they are a team that is always underrated.
3: True. Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like it's usually pretty competitive. Um, and, and my CFC probably won't keep a clean sheet, but I think we could win. I'm I'm not that worried about it i think it'll be a competitive game
0: uh yeah i'm excited for this game this game uh on, on fs1 um should yeah. be uh hopefully um hopefully we see some good goals uh maybe we'll have see to
3: listen to john champion talk about nycfc the no no,
0: no no he's espn
3: oh thank god
0: he'll probably be at he'll probably be at the he'll probably be in seattle again or, or maybe dc my is this um, the night no, you get John Strong?
1: Is, is you, this the best game of the weekend?
0: NYCFC versus Philadelphia?
1: Yeah, I guess it depends on how the um, game goes. <laughs> well, this, these are the two of the top teams in the East. This is an important game for playoff seating. This is yeah. two very talented teams. Um, I think, I, I think mean. The, the uh, the um, Dallas versus Austin game is also interesting, and LAFC versus Red Bulls is interesting.
0: Yeah, I think the, the LAFC Red Bulls game is 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 the most exciting game because, um, I obviously like the NYCFC Philadelphia game. Like, it, it really could determine playoff seating in the East. Um, LFC Red Bulls is, is especially interesting right now because both of these teams are just playing so well. And it could, be, it could be an MLS Cup. Um, it won't be, but, I mean, it, <laughs> it could be. Um,
1: Austin-Dallas is also very interesting. So is Portland, Colorado. Yeah. But my pick is NYFC-Philly. Yeah. I think that's – Yeah, uh,
0: a lot of good games this week. I mean, um, um, both San Jose and L.A. aren't playing that well, but they're – but. Every time there's a game at Stanford Stadium, which is where this game is, since it's the California Classico, there's always something crazy always happens when the game is at Stanford. So Mm -hmm. I'm expecting fireworks to happen um, in in that game uh, since it's just so in the same way, like El Trafico is always insane. Um, Like they're not good games of soccer, but something usually happens.
3: Uh, well, we uh, had this also, conversation yeah. already. If a, if an entertaining game of soccer is a good game of soccer,
0: well, an entertaining game is soccer, well, entertaining, entertaining games of soccer, can are good games of, are uh, yeah yeah. We're, we're not going to talk about that more. Like they <laughs> can be, they can be good games. They can be good games of soccer, but if you want to hear of two strong of two teams that play uh perfectly two yeah. teams who are playing perfectly are going to be more entertaining is going to be more interesting than teams that are playing badly and that's why yeah i'll give the edge for this weekend to LFC versus the red bulls but That being said, like, I hate LAFC and the Red Bulls so much. So hopefully (laughs) there's a lot of red cards in this game. That would be entertaining. Very true. Uh, So, uh, uh, and then this week, all of our teams have uh, two matches, have a game on Wednesday. The Sounders are hosting Montreal to wrap up the Sounders uh, five-game um, homestand um, the, uh, the NYCFC goes to Cincinnati and Nashville goes to Orlando um, for this game against, uh, uh, against Montreal uh, Montreal is doing very well this year um, uh, I mean they've slowed down a little they are now in fifth place they are 3-3 three, three and 2 on the road and um, so they haven't done terrible on the road. Um, but uh, I'm, it will be interesting to see um, how much rotation we do uh, um, for this game. Because I, I, I would expect um, a stronger – I would expect a pretty strong lineup because our next game um, the following this is against Toronto in Toronto. Um, and even though we do have to travel – Toronto is in twelfth, um, and they just have not been playing well. Um, so, so this is definitely going to be us. Our uh, so this game, um, and the SKC game are definitely harder, harder games. It, I think this is going to be entertaining. Um, but uh, I, I think we should be able to to get it done. Oh, uh, by the way, um, if Stefan Fry does start this game against, um, against SKC, it will be his 300th um, overall uh, appearance for the Sounders, um, um, which is crazy. It's just about how long he's been with uh, us since he's been with the Sounders since 2014. Um, uh, And he will, uh, the only other player the only sounders player who has more he will be second overall in the most caps for sounders players only behind uh zach scott who was a defender we had um who retired in 2016. uh he was at 352 so uh fry has been with the team for a very long time
3: is fry on your sounders mount rushmore
0: uh, I think he has to be with his with his history and the and the save in 2016, 100 um, percent definitely, um, which is crazy when you think about before we had the man the myth the legend Casey Keller on the team mm. um, with how good Casey Keller was. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: f- for uh, for uh, second game. In Cincinnati, Um, how are you feeling for that one, Ethan?
3: I'm feeling feeling all right about this one. I'm sort of, I'm a little nervous, actually, which might sound kind of weird. I don't think we've ever done anything but beat Cincinnati. Um, But I'm a little less confident about that this year. Cincinnati
0: is better on the road than they are at home. Mm. They are four, three, and two on the road and two and two four and at home. Oh, okay.
2: um, well, so maybe
0: the fact that you guys are traveling away is a is a good thing.
3: Yeah. They're currently <laughs> maybe, in eighth yeah.
0: place also.
3: Um yeah, but Cincinnati are like significantly better this year than they have been. Um like ever since they've they've joined the MLS um so i wonder if they might try to prove something against nycfc on wednesday um but i I would love to just score a lot of goals against them that would be a lot of fun like old times um so yeah we'll see maybe that would be a nice game to um get some rotation in um nycfc uh legend i think probably uh anton tenerholm the right back um he's officially back from his achilles injury um he's been on the bench last two games uh i think if we were winning the colorado game comfortably then he would have made an appearance um and while i i, I would like for his first appearance back to be at home so that the fans could welcome him back um i wouldn't be surprised if we saw him get some play time against Cincinnati, if uh, not even if we're winning comfortably just to rotate the squad a bit.
0: And uh, moving on to the the final game, which is not an MLS uh, regular season game. It is for the U.S. Open Cup, Orlando versus Nashville. Uh, Matt, do you happen to know why this game didn't take place? Um, uh, uh this last uh, – it didn't take place either yesterday or on Wednesday or why they they moved this game to be a week after all the other quarterfinal matches?
1: I actually have no idea, but I'm super disappointed about it because I just so happened to be in Orlando this last week.
2: Yeah. Watching,
1: right. like, with a, with a sibling playing mm-hmm. sports. So that would have been so fun to just happen to catch – the nashville team playing in orlando um so i'm a little disappointed that it didn't happen at the other time but i don't know why it's uh why it was delayed or uh, played separately from the other games but uh to speak on how i what i think our odds are i think our odds of beating orlando city are in orlando are actually pretty low um because orlando city is on good form um Maybe you do, just don't go to a penalty shootout. Compared to Nashville. Uh, how, how do you think
0: – because the, um, you win this game, you're a lot closer to a trophy than you are um, with how long the MOS season is. Um, what would you like – what do you expect uh, the team to be? Like, um, um, are you hoping – what are you hoping for lineup-wise for Nashville? Because, I mean, also, the U.S. Open Cup um, doing well in it can also help teams, I feel, um, do, like, kickstart kick themselves in, in league play. So I, if I'm Nashville, like, I would um, in some ways prioritize a better team for the game against Orlando than this game against D.C., a worse opponent, and then hope that moving forward, where I know that I'm going to get to host the semi final, and I might get to host the final, um, and that I might win a trophy, which my team doesn't have yet. Uh, I would prioritize the U.S. Open Cup. Um, what What do you think?
1: I absolutely agree. Nashville does not have a trophy yet. I would love to win a trophy. And I think the U.S. Open Cup is not the best trophy you can win, but it's far from the worst trophy you can win. So I would love to see the team win it. I absolutely hope that we prioritize this game, which is one of potentially three, as opposed to the MLS game, which is one of, you know, how long is the MLS season? Is it Does it come out to 38 games, 30, 34 games? 34. 34 games? Yeah, one yes. of three compared to one of 34 I hope Gary Smith has his priorities right, and we come in and we're looking at Romney, Zimmerman, uh, Dax, Hani, CJ, maybe Ake, Loba. I I hope that we bring our absolute best team um, to try and beat Orlando. That's what I hope for the team, and I hope we can pull it off.
0: Again, uh, Again, they win this game. They know that the next semifinal will be in Nashville. And and then they know that they get to, that they're hosting the Red Bulls, and then they were hosting the final, uh, and you win a trophy. Teams got to take the U.S. Open Cup yeah. more seriously. I'd
3: like I to see the Nashville th- win a trophy. You and then you could you could take less smack talk from that. <laughs> uh, think-
0: the the amount of smack talk won't change.
1: <laughs> I think the. Nashville winning a trophy this year would actually be a pretty impressive start to their MLS career, MLS time. I agree.
3: Sort of an outside question. Do you think there's – do you think Gary Smith's job is left up to chance if there's no trophy this year?
0: Uh, If they don't – if they were to not make the playoffs, uh, then – if they were to not make the playoffs – yeah, I, I would think um I would I, I I agree with Matt. I would also say no. I think they would have to they, their form has to continue to go completely go it has to completely go down the hill from here on out, um, for them to for him to get fired. If they I do think if if they ended up in mass place in the West and they don't win this, then yes. I think if they miss the playoffs by, like, one spot, no. Even if they don't win the U.S. If we finish
1: ninth or lower in the table at the end of the season, that's when that question becomes relevant. But until then, Gary Smith has done a great job. But the team is too talented with, with a really talented Walker Zimmerman and a really talented Hani Mukhtar. To not make the playoffs, so ninth and below would be a serious issue for Gary Smith's job. Yeah.
0: One, um, this makes me think. Um, so Minnesota just announced this week they re-signed their coach. They extended Adrian Heath, uh, Heath two more years um, this this week. Minnesota is currently in eleventh place. There, it's not like they've been. That they're coming off a string of wins, so it's the timing is kind of strange. um Do you guys have any thoughts about that? About about him getting this bonus?
1: Good for him. Uh, I think I think firing coaches should be less common than it is. I think the time it takes to establish a system and uh for that system to come to fruition and and have the results that come uh, like eventually i think more often than not coaches are not given enough time to implement their systems and succeed so i'm down i mean
0: not that every coach
1: deserves it but i think too quickly coaches are fired
0: adrian heath has now he has um he is only behind smetzer um vanny um and Vermees for um, total games in MOS And he, and uh, Heath still has a losing record technically. And he has also not won a trophy um, unlike all of those other teams. Uh, so um, I think the decision is a little weird, but um, I mean, Minnesota definitely had a run in 2020 and, um, and it shows that they they like the they they like the direction and they feel like he is doing good things. I wanna go with,
2: you. You with me I wanna grow with you and You could call me Jay call me Cause you might be I'm saying yeah. Consider me danger Tell me what do you say? Don't take me seriously
0: determines if a goal is going to be memorable or not if we think of goals that are incredible um, they have incredible calls we got Aguero we got uh, David Villa Um, uh, when David Villa scored against Philadelphia the call was I've seen it but I don't believe it! <laughs> um uh with um uh, with, when Mario Goetza scored in the twenty fourteen mm-hmm. World Cup, uh, it was uh Super uh, Mario. Uh Super Mario uh was yeah exactly that was the call. Great moment. Um, um when Clint Dempsey scores thirty seconds into the World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh 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 the US ahead was in seconds. Iconic calls. Um yesterday was the by the way, was the um uh uh anniversary of when the US beat Algeria in the World Cup, um right. which meant that the uh which uh that also had an iconic call with Nana Donovan scoring. Um the goal, which meant that the U.S. Um, won a group for the first time ever in the world at the World Cup. Um, that being said, when a goal is called, when there is a bad uh, goal called, uh, when the call of a goal is not good, it hurts it hurts re- it, it hurts uh it hurts real bad and uh today we would like and we're we're going to uh in this final segment we're going to focus on one one commentator who has ruined um some some moments for both uh for both me and, and Ethan uh respectively um his name is John Champion he is right now the the lead commentator for ESPN. Um, and um while well, I believe first off I like to say football is so much better when it either has a British commentator or a Mexican commentator. Um, hard
3: agree there. Hard um, agree.
0: Except except for John Champion, obviously. But <laughs> soccer, but that and uh yeah sorry American commentators but the British voice calling a game and the Mexican voice calling a game or the Spanish or Spanish commentators calling a game. It's it's always gonna be better. Um definitely makes Definitely, definitely adds so much to the drama. Not the case with John Champion. Uh, so we have a couple of calls where we will be exposed uh, that I'm going to play of uh, John champion um, uh, being a, a biased loser and oh sucker. <laughs> and um, we
3: we're doing this to be honest.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and we're, and we're going to start with from the twenty nine with one goal which was one of the happiest moments of a Sounders fan. And it was ruined by John Champion. <laughs> 2019, we're gonna, let's set the stage. 2019, Sounders are playing Toronto. It's 0-0. And then, Kelvin Neardom changes everything. Now this is Jones,
4: and it's Rui Diaz. Dug out for Leerdam. Kelvin Leerdam, it's an goal Justin Morrow!
0: Seconds after, seconds after Kelvin Neerdam's score, uh, Kelvin Neerdam puts the ball into a dangerous area. Even before the ball hits the back of the net, that John Champion is quick to it's an own goal! It's an own goal! No love for the Sounders! There is the call is not about the Sounders have the lead in MOS, in <laughs> MOS Cup. That's not the lead, that's not what he's going to. He goes to It's an own goal. <laughs> now, the ball might be going to the left. It might be going to the left. There are Sounders players who might have gone to it. But this is the goal that starts off. It started off the scoring in MLS Cup 2019.
3: I would say it's a very, it's a very tame call for the opening goal of an MLS Cup.
0: And yeah, give Kelvin Neardam some more love than that instead of immediately. Just shouting on Toronto. Let's move on to the next. The, the 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 next call comes from the 2021 MLS Cup final. It comes from when NYCFC scored their first goal of this game. Let's take a listen.
4: Signal from Maxi Morales. Castellanos. It's another horrible moment for Steve Clark in an MLS Cup because the ball on this wettest of days squirmed from his grasp. Ethan, he really,
2: he would you really like does, to take
0: this one?
3: <laughs> he really does go right for the, <laughs> for like the negative from the other team's perspective, right? Like I don't, this one this doesn't make me that mad to be honest. Like the Castellanos, it, it, it's fine. Um, it's, but a the, is, it's a good header
0: it's a good header know
3: yeah he it's not a he big takes league. credit it's... away and it's it is annoying yeah. He immediately goes to steve clark mistake um and it's it's kind of annoying and he he's he's he puts like all of the onus of that goal on it being raining and steve clark making errors in another mls cup
0: the mistake that he's talking about is like that this mistake is nowhere close to the mistake yeah. that he made. It's not even a and, mistake. And he just yeah, like, it's not. doesn't he make just, the he, save. Exactly. Yeah. Um, unlike the other one in 2015, which was a mistake, where yeah. he failed Honestly, to Honestly, I think the it. more
3: egregious John Champion in my CFC moment, I can't remember if it was in this game or it might have been in the Philadelphia game. Uh, We're going to yeah. get
0: to the other one in this game. We're, we're yeah, going to get to the other. A one.
3: little slip, and he called us Manchester City.
0: <laughs> he's just a clown. Uh, uh, a champion. Matt, yeah.
1: He's what we like to call a hater. Yeah. There's no yeah. positives. It's just when a team wins, it's a result of the other team being negative. Yeah, I love Except the sport, not hate it.
0: Well, he's not a hater. He's not a hater if the other team is Portland or LAFC or Toronto. <laughs> uh, let's go to the to the final one, which shows how he is not a hater for Portland.
4: Moreno, Jimmy Chára gets it away to Bravo, Jimmy Chára.
3: That R2 D2 in the background. <laughs> I, th-
0: I think that was say. just the, some of the fans screaming. I think the biggest <laughs> problem I have with this one is the word spectacular. This <laughs> goal is not, is not, there's nothing, there's nothing spectacular about this goal. He basically just side sidefoots this home.
3: I was gonna like, say before you played the DNA. clip, like, to be fair, it was like it was like the last second of stoppage time when this goal was scored. So it's going to be a little more exciting. But to be fair, to your point, Nat, it is honestly crazy how hard he screams Mora. And it I made yeah. me feel a little left out, you know?
1: I think it's this handy. is actually a good call.
3: Oh, no, this is I a mean, good call. I think, the I think this is that... how
1: you're supposed to call a last-second heroic effort. I would agree. I would agree. But the but goal
0: isn't yeah. spectacular! But I think this the
1: to, moment is the spectacular. Moment. The moment is spectacular. I can't believe
3: I'm defending this because this no, goal should just, not have counted.
0: Uh-uh.
3: <laughs> he not also, he did, he
0: did. Also, he didn't he, um, if it was a good call, he would have been excited, but he also would have been like, they've scored a goal. They're, it might get called back for a foul, but at this point, it stands. Like that, that's a good call. That would have been the better Should one have been called back for a foul. It, there was it, a, I forget it, it the team, but I was back.
3: watching the instant replay for this week, and there was a very similar foul of, a, of an offensive player sort of pushed down a center back. And it was a much lighter than the push that was on Chanel on this play. Um, but I mean, I got yeah And they
0: called it. They did call that one.
3: I got, they, yeah. But I, I got over that play as soon as we won the championship. So, but still kind of annoying.
0: I mean, um, that would do it for this uh for this episode of uh hating on commentators. Uh, we'll talk about nah next time we'll talk about Taylor Twoman. Uh no. Uh, <laughs> uh, or next time we'll talk about JP Della Camera, who knows nothing about soccer. <laughs> um, sometimes sometimes when uh sometimes when times are hard, it's nice that we can just bully some some commentators who are getting paid a lot of money by by uh, television networks. Yeah. It's the little thing, it's the little things in life.
3: It's the little things that count.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would do it for this episode of Football is Life. We want to remind you that you can follow the show on Twitter at WECB Football. You can email the show. Uh, and your questions at footballslife.wecb at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Instagram at footballslife.wecb. New episodes every Friday. Uh, you can also check out the website, share our website, footballslife.net. And remember,
2: football,
3: football is, is life. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: work on that. Woo-hoo.
2: Woo-hoo. 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 I got my head checked by a jumbo check. It wasn't easy, but nothing. Is